I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is the Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today. A business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. And hey, if you are still trying to dial in your strategic plan for 2022 and wondering how you are going to make it your breakout year in real estate, we should talk. The Market Authority Academy is a mentorship program available to real estate professionals who desire to grow their brand and business using modern social media strategies and proven systems designed for maximum scalability. If that sounds like something that you're into, head on over to the show notes to schedule a call with me to discover how the Market Authority Academy can help you triple your real estate business this year. All right, friends, I'm really excited because I have a super special guest for us today. I bring to you the one and only Glenda Baker. Glenda is a powerhouse real estate professional out of Georgia, and I actually wanted to bring her on because, of course, I mean, she has a very long history in this industry. She comes to the table with so much knowledge and experience and value to offer us, but what we're talking about during this conversation is her experience on TikTok. Yes, TikTok. This is actually something that I'm wanting to explore a little more into. I don't think that this is a platform that we can ignore. And Glenda shows us exactly why. So I don't want to give too much away. We're going to talk about what her experience in growing her audience on TikTok to over 400,000 followers has been and what that has done to help her business in Georgia. So without further ado, here's Glenda. Glenda, thanks so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have you. I am excited to be here, Stephanie. Thanks so much for inviting me. The pleasure is all mine. So I was really excited to bring you on because I am a longtime admirer fan. I've been seeing what you're doing on social media, particularly on TikTok. So I'm excited to share a little bit of that to my audience. But for those who have not yet um, made your acquaintance, would you mind sharing a little bit about your story and how you got to where you are today? Oh, goodness. Okay. My name is Glenda Baker. I'm a real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have been selling real estate since Jesus was a baby. So literally in September, I marked my 29 year anniversary. Um, Before I was in real estate, I designed and manufactured ladies clothing. A lot of people don't know that about me. 
Um, I had my own clothing line here in Atlanta for about four years, and I showed in five major markets around the country and sold to department stores and boutiques. And um, of course, it was sequins, sequin applique clothing and glitter. It had glitter in it, of course. Uh, Kind of, I've always been attached to those two things. Um, But the business, the retail business was really, was really kind of a cutthroat mean business. And I was on the phone with my mom one day and I said, you know, I just don't think I can do this forever. And she said, you know, pumpkin, you should go be a real estate agent. And I'm like, no one's going to hire me as a real estate agent. She's like, I think you'll do good as a real estate agent. So I um, went to get my license and I thought, okay, I'll be an assistant because I needed a paycheck, you know, I had this small baby and Victoria, I guess was about 2000, I guess Victoria was a almost a year old, about to be a year old. And so um, I went to interview as an assistant and nobody would hire me. I was either too bubbly or they thought I was going to be their competition. So um, I went to this broker and said, Hey, I've been reading this book and um, I've been doing what it says. I've got five people that want to sell their house. Will you hire me as a real estate agent? And she's like, "Uh, yeah, all day, every day. And so sure enough, that broker hired me and that was in 1992 and started my real estate career. Oh my gosh. That's super cool. So you are in Atlanta and you've been there the whole time. Yes. I've been in Atlanta since I was two and I've been selling real estate here the entire time. And I sell all over the Atlanta metro area. Um, It's comprised of about, depending on who you ask, five to seven counties. Uh, Mm -hmm. I sell predominantly in Cobb, Fulton, uh, Cherokee, Gwinnett counties, Uh, not Gwinnett. Gosh, Linda, <laughs> I think I'm thinking about Gwinnett because I do have a listing appointment out there. But anyway, I digress. Um, Cobb, Fulton, Cherokee counties. I love that. Okay. So obviously the industry has changed so much over the years and maybe nothing as dramatic has kind of rocked us to the core as social media. And I don't know if you agree, but I feel like this really came to the forefront in the last year after the pandemic. However, I know a lot of agents have been really successful on social media for for several years. So you are heavily on social media. You've cross-pollinated on multiple platforms. Um, Can you give us just a little bit of like a look at what that looks like for you today and the role that it has in your business um, at this point? So I started you know, I, I, rem- I mean, I remember when my daughter was doing Facebook and I was like, I do not like you putting your business out there for the world to see on the internet. You should not be doing that. And I'll be damned if that girl didn't get me hooked on it. And I started on Facebook and I started doing Facebook live and I was doing these things called Glenda live on Facebook. And one of the people commented because I was in my car and one of the people commented and said, you should call it posts from the Porsche. And I was like, Oh, I love it. And so I started really with my series posts from the Porsche. And it was really in the moment behind the scenes, what goes on um, in real estate. And so I'd have a difficult listing appointment. I'd find a buyer house. We'd sh- I'd show a terrible house. And I'd talk about it right afterwards. So it was reeling in the moment and people loved it. They loved it. They loved it. And then believe it or not, it was just this year when Zillow bought showing, showing time that I went live on Instagram. So I'd never done Instagram live until this year, but in February of 2020, I was at a Tom Ferry conference in San Diego 
and they showed a video from uh, Zachary Faust and he had 43,000 views on this video. And I'm like, well, my videos don't get that many views. I should try this TikTok thing. And I turned to my friend, Sergio, and I said, Sergio, I said, when I get back to Atlanta, I'm going to do TikTok. And so I met with a friend of mine in San Diego and I said, do you think that I'm too old for video? He said, no, you'd be great, Glenda. So I told him, I said, I'm going to do video. I came back to Atlanta and I re- and this girl in my market posted a video and tagged the videographer. And I reached out to him. And we were talking a little bit about it. I said, well, how much would that cost me? And he told me, I was like, oh, well, oh, no, 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 no. That's not, I'm not doing that. You know, it costs video. I'm really good on video. It's not going to cost that much. And he was like, yeah, whatever lady. And so the pandemic hit mm-hmm. and I was like, thank goodness I didn't hire that videographer. And then once I saw we were coming out and I kind of saw where people were like really biting into short form video. I called him back and I said, Hey, I'd love to work with you. Um, I can't make those numbers work. If, if I agree to do six months, will you give me a price break? And he goes, yeah, lady, I'll, if you agree to do six months, I'll give you a price break. So sure enough, he sent over the contract. I signed it within five minutes. And that was in September of 2020, October of 2020. When I posted my first video, I had 122 followers. And today I think I have 400 and I don't know, 475, 470 something on TikTok, on TikTok (laughs) and my Instagram, my gosh. So when I started, so I started my Instagram um, journey in, in February. So February of 2020, I started that Instagram, but I wasn't really, I wasn't really purposeful. I was just kind of learning to post. I was posting to be perfect. And I got up to about 3000, maybe 3,500 followers. And I was like, I think I can do better than that. And the guy who was coaching me, he said, you need to be putting video on Instagram and do Instagram live. And once I started doing that, it exploded, it exploded. And then I told all my TikTok people, Hey, it's very difficult for you to DM me here. Go follow me on Instagram and DM me there. And literally that day, I think I got 13,000 followers just from putting that video on TikTok. So you you just barely started on Instagram and TikTok in 2020. Oh yeah. I, in February of 2020, I had like, like three thought, I guess in February I had like 2000. Sure. And then by the end of the pandemic, I had gotten it up to about 32, 3,400. And I think today I have maybe 65,000 Instagram followers. And you'd never done video besides your Facebook lives prior to that. So that is so funny to me. And I don't know why I'm surprised, but you you do have an amazing personality. You're already so well-spoken and obviously you have the experience behind you. But for a lot of people, when they get in front of the lens, we tend to clam up, we, we get scary. Were you afraid to like start doing this? Or once you realized you wanted to, you just went all in? Oh, I was terrible. The first, t- the first time that Denver came out, so I batch shoot. So yeah. I take one day a month and I shoot all day. Okay. The first day when Denver came out, now keep in mind, I hadn't met him. I hadn't done any research on him. I'd only seen that one video that that agent had posted back in February. I didn't even really, I didn't know what the guy looked like. I, I didn't even know what to expect. And the guy walks in and it was so funny. He got, cause I told him, I said, well, I'm great on video. I do Facebook live all the time. Mm-hmm. And I said, how many videos do you think I can do? And he goes, well, it just depends on how good you are. I said, well, I'm going to do 12 videos. 
So in my head, I was doing eight TikToks in the morning, and then I was going to do four real estate from the road. And the TikToks went well, no problem in the morning. He's like, wow, you are really good. But real estate from the road was a train wreck. I mean, it was horrible. It was so bad. We didn't even post it. It was that bad. No. Oh, it was horrible because I'm looking at the camera and I'm trying to like, you know, be a script, like, you know, have something to say and I couldn't do it. I could not do, I could not look at the camera and get the words out. It was a nightmare. And so Denver says to me, we finished that up that day. I'll never forget this. And he goes, well, I said, how do you think it went? He goes, well, I think you're much better in conversation. And I'm like, I agree. And he's like, let's think through how we can change the afternoon format to more of a conversation. Okay. So that then came the Glenda show. And I said, what about if I'm Ellen or if I'm Oprah or if I'm Jada Pinkett Smith and we do like red table talk and I have somebody come and sit at the table and, and he's like, I think that's a great idea. And that went really well, but it never really got much traction on YouTube. It was a long form show and never got much traction. And we were continuing to shoot the TikToks in the morning. And so the first time I was only able to do eight And then the next time I was able to do 12 TikToks and then I would do 19 or 17 or 20. And then the last time that Denver was here, I think we shot 42. Wow. So how are you coming up with that much content? Because I love, especially on TikTok, I love the bite size. Like you get that, that quick hit and they're very concise and very actionable. So from the beginning to now, how did your strategy change to determine what you wanted to talk about? Um, And how, how did you, like, cause you just have so much good content. And if you're doing it in 40 runs in one sitting, like, how do you do that? Well, I, you know, I mean, I sell a shitload of real estate. Like I, I sell a lot of houses. So, yeah. and I deal with a lot of people. So I, ha- I mean, I have content every single day. I mean, today I should, so today is whatever today is. What is today? Well, whatever day it is. So today I showed a house, the buyer was supposed to, it's another agent. It's a big fancy house. The buyer was supposed to be there at 1030. He doesn't show up till 11. Then he stays an hour in the house, which is tw- gets me to 12. Then he turns around and they stand another 45 minutes in the driveway. So that was a total train wreck for me because it's 40 minutes to turn on the lights. Then it was an hour. Then the guy's 30 minutes late, an hour showing 45 minutes in the driveway. And I'm supposed to be here with you. I'm supposed to be, I have a listing appointment. Like I'm, I'm onto something else. So the content comes just naturally. Like today, the listing appointment that I have at three, well, I can't remember what time I'm done here, but I think I have a listing appointment at four. Whenever I'm done here, I have a listing appointment. And the guy calls me and he's like, you know, a, uh, Julie with ABC Realty sold us the house 10 years ago. And I'm like, okay. So he remembers who sold in the house. I said, can I ask you a question? How did you find me? And he goes, oh, I follow you on TikTok. I love you. He's like, and I'm like, oh, great. He's like, when we decide, when we found out we were getting relocated, I told my partner, we are calling the TikTok real estate agent. Now he remembers his real estate agent. He obviously had a good experience with her, Mm -hmm. but he's calling me somebody he doesn't even know, but he feels like he knows me. So there's a story 
in every single thing that you do. I walked in the office, Eveline's like, Hey, where are the rental checks for, you know, one, two, three banana street. And I'm like, I, you know, like, I don't want to deal with that. The first thing I'm walking in. So there's an opportunity for you to create content in every single thing that you do. And that's what the consumer wants. Mm -hmm. The consumer wants the behind the scenes, the stuff that you're not telling that they can't find on HGTV. And I think that that's why the video, the way that we shoot it, because we shoot it with me looking off camera in conversation with Sam. And it's like the viewer is like a fly on the wall. It's like they're getting to listen in a conversation that they they're not in and they're loving it. They are, they are sucking that content up. Like you cannot be. And now nobody even asks, why doesn't she look at the camera? If, if somebody asks in the comments, I love your videos, but it really bothers me that you don't look at the camera. Like you'll see like 15 comments. She's looking at Sam. This is her style of video. She never looks at the camera unless she talks about Zillow. So it's amazing. The glitteratis jump in and tell everybody like what's going on. I love that. And you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because I never even thought to question it because it looks so natural just to be looking off. And and it literally, I just figured it was part of a longer form video that you were taking clips out of. No, (laughs) no, we, we shoot. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Well, it's not my idea. I, I consume tons of content Mm -hmm. on TikTok, and I love this guy, Matthew Hussey. I love this guy, Matthew Hussey. I I mean, I watch him all of the time. He gives out dating advice and I love the way that he does it. He's in an interview with somebody, typically Tom Billiou's wife. They must be like best friends. Mm -hmm. So he's in a conversation. He's looking off. We even had my mic. Like you could see my mic in the first few videos. And then Denver's like, that's distracting. We're not going to do that. So, um, so he was looking off camera because he had a mic and he had on headphones. And Denver's like, no, that makes your hair look weird. We're not going to do that. So, and Denver and Sam have been great collaborators because like Denver's like 30 and Sam's like 27 and like, yeah. And so they have questions all the time and Sam will be like, Hey, Glenda, my friend, blah, blah, blah. And Denver's like, Oh, this house in my neighborhood, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, they are really into, they're excited about filming with me. I mean, here's Denver, this big, like fancy, like he shoots for like Netflix, like he shoots for like time Warner and he's shooting TikTok videos for me. I'm like, are you having fun? Please tell me you're having fun. And I'm paying you an enormous amount and you're happy because I never want to lose you. So, I mean, I love having them here because they help me and collaborate and they, they really, help me if I'm off base on something, if I'm like off the track, they're really good at putting the training, putting the guardrails back up. Cool. So, okay. Thank you for sharing and going that in depth, because I think that context is really helpful. And what I'm pulling from this is two really important things. Number one, you didn't go it alone. Like you are not Glenda Baker up here fiddling with your phone and trying to figure it out. Because I think that is for me, that would have been a recipe for, for disaster. Yeah. And the second thing that I'm picking up is you're documenting 
not like creating. It's almost like you're curating content based off of like the storytelling experiences, the questions you're being answered, like stuff that we deal with every day that I think most of us tend to take for granted, but everybody else is actually really interested. And I think about this a lot because like social media has a huge part of our business. And my biggest demographic is the millennials. And for so long, they didn't understand what we did beyond opening a door or putting a sign in the yard. Right. You and I know there's so much more to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think that we're to fault because we never, ever explained all of the craziness Mm -hmm. that goes on behind the scenes because you want the consumer facing experience to be smooth and you want the consumer facing experience to, you know, be perfect. And so the consumer never, ever understood the crazy that we were going through. Yeah. And so really exposing that, you know, showing them that they, my audience has fallen in love with the story time. I mean, you know, my number one video, you know, once upon a time I sold a big ass house. I mean, that is, they have, they have, and it don't, it has nine, almost 10 million views on my TikTok. It's another 20 million views across other people's TikToks other people's Instagram. I mean, I have 20 million views on my Jay-Z video from an Instagram account that didn't even tag me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, it's love, crazy. I love that. And, and I have not experienced that level of virality. <laughs> However, I have watched a lot of your videos and, and there's a couple of things that I've noticed, like anytime, whether it's you or anybody else that, that I like to follow, like you do foster that, that trust and that friendship feeling like you, you don't know this yet, Glenda, but you and I are like besties. I like, love I, it. I, love I wore it. my star necklace for you. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just wondering if you're going to notice. <laughs> yeah, I, do you know what it's the stars have gotten some momentum. People love it. Well, it's, it's, it's you, right? It's just part of your brand. And it's one of those easy things to relate to. Um, But have you ever been worried about sharing something um, wrong? And the reason I ask this is because I'm mentoring agents um, across the country on social media practices, and especially my newbies, a lot of times they say, well, Stephanie, I'm always afraid of like, what if I say the wrong thing? Or if something comes out the wrong way, and I offend somebody? Well, I mean, I've been called Karen more than once, for God's sake. I mean, and that's the thing on TikTok. I mean, they're, they're relentless. I mean, you can really get, um, they're bold. Yeah, they are. They're bold because they're hiding behind user number one, two, three without a photo. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, you've got to be, you got to have some tough skin for sure. And I learned that quickly. Um, but like the video that I posted today, which was an apology to the millennials, about a video I had posted previously. Mm -hmm. So I talked about the millennial buyer and about them being indecisive because they have so many choices and that they weren't buying houses because they were indecisive and they were selecting to rent because they could get out of it easier. And you want to talk about heat? Holy cow. It's got like 300,000 videos, that first video but they went off. They're like, you don't know what you're talking about. You have no idea. And, and I was reading through those comments and they were right. I I didn't take into consideration. They have more student debt than any other generation. I didn't take into consideration that price, that the price of living, the cost of living has gone up far faster 
than the cost of wage, than the, what they're being paid. And, you know, I, I had hundreds of comments about you didn't take this into consideration or this or this or this. And I was like, holy cow. And so I, I, I shot a video and I think I posted it today Mm -hmm. and saying like, I'm so sorry, I got it wrong. And I think that when you get it wrong, you need to acknowledge that period because nobody's perfect. And remember, this is not post to be perfect. This is reality. And I think that as long as you step up to the plate, you acknowledge that you were off track, off base, off target, then the people will say, oh, okay. She apologized. People, they want to forgive you. They like people that follow me, my audience, like they love me. They don't want to be mad at me. And if I get off the, the track, they are the first people to pull me back to reality. So apologize for it. But this is the thing is that your opinion is your opinion. And whether it's right or wrong, it's your opinion. So you need to be able to embrace that. And that's the thing that I tell agents every day, all the time, double down on you. Like, don't be afraid to be you. Don't try to be me. Don't try to be somebody else. Be you because you will embrace the that are like you. You'll find your tribe when you're true to yourself. Because if you're trying to be me, you're not going to do a good job at it. And you're not going to get all the people that are meant for you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm, for me, I just be yourself because that way you'll attract raving fans and they will, they will be so loyal to you. So for me, I've been so fortunate. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I do think you handle that, that really well. And I think that, you know, um, from other professionals looking in, you're creating a really cool example for any other woman from any generation that is not Gen Z to finally feel empowered to show up in that platform and, and put themselves out there in video. You are letting other real estate agents who have never really tapped into social media allow themselves to think, well, maybe I can do this too, right? And sometimes we get it wrong and sometimes things don't like hit the way we want them to. Right. And like, Lord knows I've been there too. And just like you say, you own up to it and you learn and it allows the people who really are those raving fans it affirms their decision to support you, right? Yeah. It's um, it almost allows them to be like, oh, see, I knew it. I knew Glenda like had had the right intentions, and she's empathetic. She's gonna listen, right? And that just gives you another dimension for people to love you. But the way that I like to think about social media is like it's not changing anything that's already always worked in real estate. It's that no like and trust factor, right? It's just an extension of that. It allows us to do that at scale. And so I'm so glad that you mentioned like, this is why you do have to be yourself because as soon as you try to be anyone else, like people can smell that a mile away, that phoniness, you can see it through a screen. Oh yeah. There was a a girl in my market. Like, and when I say in my market, I don't mean in the Atlanta market. I mean, in my three mile zone, Mm -hmm. like literally the girl's office is three miles from my house. Her house is two miles from my house. Like I know her, like we're in a group text together and she, she took my entire video, the whole setup, the way that we shoot my black dress, my hair, the way I do it, my earrings. And she changes three words and does this video. Well, none of my stuff is scripted. It's all like, like I just pull it out as we go. And she changes three words in it and she posts this video and somebody 
post so many comments. Tell me you wish you were Glenda Baker without telling me you wish you were Glenda oh, Baker. No. And everybody, everybody was like, what are you doing? And what was so shocking to me about that was that this is a great real estate agent. I mean, the girl is extremely accomplished. She has, I mean, she sells a lot of houses in, in our area. She runs a team. And I was like, why would you do that? Because everybody knows, like everybody knows those are my videos. And so I felt part of me, you know, obviously I wanted to, you know, rip her lungs out. Um, my head spun around, snot flat on my nose, but the other part of me felt so bad for her that like, do you not have like enough creativity? Do you not have enough experience? Do you not have enough to build your own, like your own deal? And so I part, you know, after I finished being whacked out about it, I was really, I felt so badly for, for her. I felt bad and how it made it look, made it, made her look. So yeah, but it's okay. Be- yeah. Say, you know, the truest, the truest form of flattery is, uh, of what is imitation. Mm-hmm. And that, that I didn't like that saying that day, but <laughs> I don't think that that's what it was, but let's just put it this way. Uh, she's blocked on my phone and I'm not anymore in that group text with her. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, I can, I can see the temptation. Um, it can be petrifying when you feel like you are leaving potential on the table by not tapping into something, you know, you have, you can do but not giving yourself permission to go all in with your yeah. fullness. Right. Yeah. And, and it is really hard. And I think that's why like having these conversations is helpful because it allows other agents who want to do this stuff and who know that it's going to benefit their business business. It allows them to think like, okay, you know what? Like I might get it wrong sometimes, or maybe it's going to be a lot harder to get started, or maybe I won't be as consistent at the very beginning as I want to be, but we're going to not worry about perfection. And instead we're going to worry about progress and get a little bit every day and more authentic. Like I'll tell you, I've been on YouTube. I, I love YouTube. I love long form video. Cause I like to talk. I also love audio cause I like to talk. And so I look back on my earlier videos and I thought I was on top of the world, Glenda. I thought I just had it. And I look back on these now and I'm like, who is this woman? I, I don't even know what I was thinking. And now I feel so much more comfortable, but I'll tell you what, I could not have done that if I haven't done this month after month for the last several years, the more you yeah. do it, the more you ease into it. And I think that that's what I also have taken from your experience. You straight up went into this thinking, I'm going to do this for six months minimum. Yeah. I'm going to keep keep at it. Yeah. I signed the contract. Like I signed the contract and, and, and after that first day, I was like, you have lost your mind. Like that was a train wreck. (laughs) But the thing about it was, was that Denver didn't lose. Denver saw something from that first day. And, and I think that because he believed in me, it gave me confidence. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and he really worked with me on what format, what, you know, what setting worked best for me. So for me, that was, that was huge. It was, it was real, it was really big. And again, for me, um, I, I, I hit the jackpot. I, I got found a unicorn because Denver produces, he shoots, he edits, um, and I give him the creative, you know, latitude to do whatever he wants to basically. 
So you allowed yourself to stay curious, to test, to try new things. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that it'll continue evolving over time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because I mean, real estate is changing more now than, I mean, I think to myself, like, would I have had this much content, you know, three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago? Absolutely not. I mean, my stars and stripes, think about it. Like I've got, I've got volumes just from Zillow. Like, hello. Like it, to me, it's just, I've, there's so much opportunity for content. When people say, Glenda, how do you get your content ideas? I'm just thinking to myself, like, there's this thing called Google, like anything you don't know, you just, or what people want to know, you just Google it. Yeah. It's funny. I had, I had a reel of mine get a lot of reach for me, like a couple hundred um, thousand views. And that's, that's always really exciting. Right. And of course there's a couple of those like, meh, 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 like oh, yeah. nasty comments. And one of them was in reaction to like be, being a real estate agent and doing these fun reels. And it was, it was a parody. I was making fun of myself. Um, and the comment was, what have we become? collectively as real estate agents, what have we become to where we're stooping to this level? And my response was adaptable. (laughs) I'm adapting to consumer change. Like since when is strategic adaptability something to look down on? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to me, some of the people, some of the comments and I, when somebody's like, just like rude, like I, I typically comment back, you do realize you could block me. Like, yeah, please feel free to block me. You know, one guy posted, you know, that I was ridiculous and I was stupid and I commented back, like, am I the stupid one or are you? Because you just spent a minute watching my video and probably another three minutes commenting on it. And you think it's ridiculous. Who's the stupid one here? Mm-hmm. And so I typically, if I'm feeling sassy, I'll bounce back one comment. And if they get, if they come back, I typically will just block them. I'm just like, go away. But you know what? I'll be honest. I don't really have to say anything anymore because the glitteratis, the glitteratis come out in force. Anytime somebody says, you know, somebody posted on that video today, like, um, like this is like, this is pathetic. You're a pathetic example of a boomer, which I'm not, uh, you're a pathetic example of a boomer that thinks they know everything about a millennial. And the comments were number one, she's not a boomer. Number two, it's an apology. She realized that what she said was wrong. You know, can't you just take the apology? And if not, can't you just block us? And they said, can't you just block us? So that is the glitterati thinking that they are like, we're one, like, like, hello, like, do you realize the brand strength yeah. in someone saying you can block us? Like that was huge to me when I saw that. I was like, wow, that person has bought into the Glenda show like nobody's business. And I will tell you, I probably get 10 or 15 links every day to star stuff. I love People that. that are like, like, I saw this and I thought about you. I was on Clubhouse yesterday, last night, and this girl said, I've never met her. I've never shared a stage with her. I have no, did not even know she was alive until last night. And this girl says, I was at uh, TJ Maxx the other day, and I saw a star sweater, and I thought about taking a picture and sending it to you. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about 
being able to brand yourself in the mind of somebody with something. I mean, oh my stars, the stars. And that brand being ingrained in my followers is absolute. To me, it's crazy. And it has been amazing to me that they think about me all the time because they don't only think about me with real estate. They think about me with star sweaters, which I love, obviously. (laughs) Well, and and that's how you stay relevant 100% of the time, regardless of whether somebody is ready to buy or sell right now. And, and that's what we like to talk about is like the power of social media. It's maintaining that brand awareness because like, like what's your other choice? Like the other types of prospecting you've been doing are like calls, right? You're calling your database, you're marketing to your SOI, you're doing events a couple times a year, but even on your best year, that cadence looks like maybe one direct contact a month to everybody in your database. Maybe, maybe, whereas Whereas what you can do here is stay in touch with your tribe, which by the way, our audiences are stock full of our database and referral partners. Okay. It's like, there's no difference. It's just a little bigger. And being able to maintain that top of mind brand awareness is absolutely imperative. So with that being said, how do you think, or not even, how do you think, how do you anticipate this changing your marketing and prospecting for your real estate business going into 2022, just as this continues to take hold? (sighs) Well, you know, I've been spread thin. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, I was not prepared. I I didn't start shooting video to be, you know, an Insta star. Like that was not my goal. My goal was to talk about real estate to my clients, to other agents. People wanted to buy or sell. I was top of mind. When an agent had a referral in Atlanta, I was top of mind. That was where I was going with the whole video think. Little did I know in October of 2020 that it would blow up to such a degree that there would be thousands of DMs and requests for calls and coaching and mentoring and workshops and courses and classes and just thousands of, I mean, I had no idea. So um, admittedly, I have been spread thin. We are working to kind of try and streamline the the social media like we and the video like we have done with my real estate business. But you know, it, it's been it's been difficult. But where are we going to? Um, you know, I have a, a little get together tomorrow night um, for some some for some agents that wanted to spend some time with me, and I said, you know what? I get all these messages. Everybody wants a little piece. Here's an opportunity. We're going to film it. We're literally going to do a round table. You want to know how to start a team. You know how to take a listing. You want to talk to buyers. You want an alliteration, you know, a Glenda alliteration, <laughs> whatever you want. We're going to talk about it. And then we'll go out, we'll have dinner and you'll have me all to yourself. You can ask me whatever you want. I'll ask you, I'll answer every single question. And I was really surprised at all of the great response that we got from that. So I have a little dinner tomorrow night. So we're going to do more stuff like that workshops. We're going to do more little uh, get together with Glenda. And of course, I love helping people buy and sell real estate. So that is my passion. That is my love. And, you know, I'll do it as long as I can. People ask me, what is your exit plan? There is no exit plan. Um, I want to sell real estate forever because I love it. It's not like a job to me. And the whole video thing is just, it has literally been such a blessing because it's given me the power 
to impact, inspire, and inform at scale. Mm -hmm. That is what video has done for me, if you ask me. Yeah, I love that. And and I think that you're only going to continue to see that be leveraged and grow next year and and beyond. So that's super exciting. Yeah. Well, I want to be a good steward of your time, Glenda. um, And I want to acknowledge you for being such a great example for not only me, but for other agents in the industry who want to embark into this scary stuff and put themselves out there and try new forms of marketing. Um, You are such a cool example of just doing the work and being consistent. And so I do encourage anyone who's listening who has not yet followed Glenda, be sure to find her across all platforms. It's at Glenda Baker with two N's, correct? It is at Glenda Baker and it's Glenda. And you know, it's funny because I'm the most unanonymous person in the world, literally Mm -hmm. Google me. And do you know what, if you Google Glenda Baker video, all of my TikToks now show up on Google. It's amazing. Denver sent me a screenshot. He's like, do you realize if you Google Glenda Baker video, all of the videos show up? I'm like, what? What? So it's so crazy for me. So I love it. So if you have not Googled Glenda Baker video, do that. And you can see all the videos. I wonder how they come up. I wonder if they come up in order of views or Probably relevance, probably relevance by just like reverse searching the keywords and stuff. And, and you know, what's so cool is like, it does that with all social media platforms. I think TikTok is probably easier too, because they have so much data that they're able to kind of mine and then present to search to search portals like that. Um, But Instagram, same thing. Like there's so much power beyond just like doing the videos. There is so much of a trickle down effect and you're living proof of that. So I think that's super, super awesome for you. Well, I mean, think about it. I'm 54 years old. I'll be 55 December 13th. So my birthday's coming up. So I'll be 55 years old and think about it. Here I am. I'm a real estate agent. I'm 55 years old. I'm a real estate agent in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm shooting video in my kitchen. And if you look at the success that I've had on video, anybody Anybody can have success on video. If you just focus on being yourself, Mm -hmm. talking about something that you're interested in, that your audience will be interested in. And if you give it to them straight, the good, the bad, and the ugly, give it to them straight because the consumer today wants to see all that behind the scenes. And that's where the magic is. Oh my gosh. I think that is as good a note as any to end on. I could not agree more. (laughs) Thank you for being so generous with your time and your knowledge with us today, Glenda. It has truly, truly been a pleasure. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity to be here. And if there's anything I can ever do, please don't hesitate to reach out. I would love the opportunity to talk real estate with you today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.